Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Welcome to Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth again. And this week, I'm super enthused to bring Esther Berkey all the way from Switzerland to the program today. Esther and I met at a course that we both took, and she is such a light and an inspiration. But beyond being a light and an inspiration, Esther is an international writing coach, an expert, an author, and a life coach. She has her own podcast, and I also wanted to just hear from Esther, single mom to single mom, a little bit about the writing process and how in the world do we make time, because that in itself takes persistence. Esther, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Lisbeth, for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here today. I am so thrilled to be able to see you. Unfortunately, some of my guests won't see you, but we'll have your beautiful picture and show notes. Thank you for being here. And do tell us a little bit about how you got started. What were some of the things that happened that made you understand you wanted to create a life that you loved? And how'd you get there? (laughs) Oh my God, great question. I was struggling my whole life and... Uh, it took me so many years to get there. So if someone is desperate in life and thinks um, it's not working anymore, I'm now 58. But everything changed when I was 55 or 54. So I mean, the last years, I, I've grown so much and it's possible so everybody listening and being frustrated or struggling or whatever, I I took so many antidepressants. I had so many therapies. I did psychoanalysis and I w- couldn't cope with all the chatter in my head. Everything was holding me back from doing the things um, I was always feeling not being good enough. And finally, it was Tony Robbins. It was a coach from Tony Robbins Institute who taught me how to cope with, with emotions and how to be the master of the emotions and the master of my life at my terms. And that I love recently it. happened. Yeah. That is so terrific. I remember we spoke before and you are a single mom. What what were some of the ways that they taught you to be the master of your emotions? Like, because that's a lot going on in a person's life when you're trying to run a business, raise children, all of that. Give If you could give a couple of highlights of how it was that you learned to master your emotions. Great question, Lisbeth. So I think I, it started that my coach really taught me to listen to myself and what I was telling myself in my head to really get aware every minute in during the whole day what I was thinking about myself. And when I started this 
exercise, I really realized that I was blaming myself. I was beating myself up all day long. And suddenly I, I got this, this, how do you call it? Instrument. I, it, right. Myself, this tool. I, right. This tool. I was, it was myself actually, but I got this tool just to be aware what I was doing with myself. I think that is so smart. It's interesting you say that because really when you think about it, if all day long we're subconsciously running messages to ourselves, you know, I am someone who came out of an abusive relationship, but after that was over, I would still be the person criticizing myself. You're so clumsy. You're so stupid. You're so in my head, these messages ran. And then what happens is sometimes if somebody gives you constructive feedback, but you've already been beating up on yourself, you feel very defensive and not good enough. So it's very smart that you got the, you, you took the time to kind of unpack some of that and say, wait a minute, why am I doing that? How do you stop doing that then? Was it the awareness? Was that the first step to stop letting those tapes play? Yes, absolutely. Awareness is key. Good. Oh, that is really exciting. And then did you start learning to do replacement messages in your in your mind? Yes. Then I started with affirmations, positive affirmations. I had I, I remember two years ago I or no, it was last year during COVID, during lockdown. I couldn't go swimming. Swimming is my favorite thing. So I needed to go for a walk. So I went for a walk. And during the walk, I was telling myself, I'm beautiful. I'm great. I can do it. I, I, I told myself all these sentences and yeah, it worked. <laughs> Good. That is fantastic. And some of that's just being intentional about the thoughts that you have. And, and I like that you said you learned to become the master of your emotions instead of the victim of your emotions. So that is so terrific. And how did that transform let's say, even your work life? Oh, it, it transformed everything. It sounds now like magic, but no, it, it was the work. I did the inner work. I did all the work and it it helped in my relationship with my... I have two boys. They are teenagers, 15 and 17 now. I mean, um, it was a difficult time with my younger son last year, but then I could really leave his emotions and just feel my own emotions. And so it was so much easier to, to cope with him. So that was great. Oh, that's terrific. Now, please tell us a little bit about your writing and your writing uh, business, so, if you would. Yes, writing has always been my thing. I have been journaling all my life. I started when I was a teenager and um, I always dreamt of writing a book and I never dared because I always thought I'm not good enough. Although I was a journalist, I started at the biggest newspaper in Switzerland in the art and literature section. I mean, it was the the place to be there. I started there. Wow. <laughs> okay. But, but I, it wasn't enough for me to, to, to feel good enough to publish a book. So I, I was 54 when I 
first published my first book, a children's book. And that was amazing. Yeah. That is so exciting, especially for everyone who tells themselves. I, and I've spoken with a lot of people who are writers will say, well, I, I wanted to do that, but now I'm too old. Oh, I can't imagine that. And I used to tell myself that I have to publish my first book by the time I'm 40, which did not happen. But there's, it's just so fantastic to think that you can do this at, at an age and that this is just your new beginning, Esther. So that is okay. really exciting. Yes. So exciting. That was the beginning because I, with this book, I started coaching people to, to write their own children books first. And then I started coaching also people writing their fiction books or their memoirs. And it, it's such a beautiful journey, which started at 54. Yeah. Right. Oh, how exciting. Congratulations. And now, day to day, you have a website where people could contact you, correct? If they want to have, you know, maybe a consultation or to talk about working together, because there's a lot of people who have a story on their hearts that they don't give themselves permission to write. Yes. And you can help with that. Oh, yes. I have a nice um, PDF you can download from my website. It's um, it's my story worth telling. There you can check if your story, if you have a story which you want to tell, you can check if it's really worthwhile. And I give you uh, tips why you should start writing. And what I always also did is I created a course because not everybody can can afford one-to-one coaching. I love one-to-one coaching because it's beautiful to to um, see how the book is growing and uh, how things are going. So I, I love um, working with people one-on-one, but not everybody can afford it. So I created this course called Believe You Can Write. And in this online program, you get all the tools you need to overcome this fear of not being good enough and how to create your writing setting and how to stick to your writing and to structure your ideas and everything you need. So this is a wonderful um, place to go if you really think you want to create your own book. That's an excellent resource, it sounds like. And also it makes up for the time differences too. I mean, you and I are on different continents right now. So it's hard to find that time to speak live. It's What time is it where you're at right now? Now it's five o'clock. Okay. And it's afternoon. Sure. And it's 7 a.m. ish in Alaska. (laughs) So anyway, that having that digital course helps take care of some of that as well. But I think one thing I've learned to love about learning online since we've had the pandemic is really it is available whenever you are. So if a person buys a course online, they have it typically for their lifetime or for a a good long period of time so that it fits in the corners and in the little spaces that life leaves us and still can be our priority. That's really exciting. Now, what have you learned from working with your students? Are there any things that you've learned about yourself while you're working and, and encouraging other students? Uh, well, what I was learning or realizing that I wasn't 
the only one who had self-doubts. So when I was a journalist, I mean, I had to write for daily newspapers. I had to write half a page, a big newspaper page uh, every day. And um, I, I remember I was proud that I had written so much at the end of the day. But then the fear arose. I was always afraid that I could be criticized uh, internally in the newspaper from my colleagues or get some some letters from from the readers or so. And I realized everybody has these self-doubts. When I have new clients, we we work always first on these self-doubts and um, it's so important to get over that. So that the, the whole creativity inspiration can just um, blossom. Blossom. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's terrific. Because it can be really paralyzing, those self-doubts. And like you said before, if we're not taking care and mastering our emotions, then sometimes the best of ideas, the most inspired creativity just get squashed in all of that negativity. So fantastic that you've learned a way to help encourage your clients to acknowledge their thoughts and also to be able to master that so that they can move forward. That's really, really important. I think writing is can be so therapeutic, but is also very inspiring of insecurity at times if we're not careful. So how great that they have you to hold their hand. <laughs> well, that's terrific. And so I like also that you have your podcast, Living Without Fear. Could you exactly. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a funny story, Elizabeth. Actually, it's the title of my book I'm writing. And I started before COVID hit. Living without fear, it's my topic. So, and I was half through when COVID started last year. And then I thought, I cannot finish this book because we are so fearful now because of COVID and how it's going to be in the future and everything. So I thought I need to stop. And that's why I started to, cre I created the podcast and uh, I chose the topic as as my book so and my book is still in 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 the writing stadium it's still um yeah I didn't work a lot on the book I have I have to admit uh, in the last time but I think I need to do the internal work before I can end the book I feel that very strongly so it will come out one day it will <laughs> it will you know when you know you know yeah when that structure breaks loose you will know and then you'll just go ahead and finish out that is very exciting um i love the topic living without fear and i really have appreciated that there've been times where you've encouraged me as i've felt stuck or anxious you know to go ahead and move forward and and to not stay there so where can people connect with you? And how do you normally do that when someone says, you know what, uh, Esther, I am thinking about writing. Here are my concerns. I'd love to talk to you and see if we could work together. Like, how does that first start with you? Well, the best um, 
address to reach me is www.estherwerke.com there you can find a lot of resources before you if you don't want to start with me directly so you can have these free resources but then you can get in touch with me and we will speak and see how I can help you I love it. Okay, that sounds really good. You have a beautiful website. I've seen it. And so on show notes, I'll definitely make a reference to that. You have your blog, your podcast, your different freebies, which is a great way for someone to segue into thinking about, well, let me see, do I really believe that I have a story, you know, that I want to be telling? And so you have that freebie, um, you have some others, and just some great, great ways to get to know you a little bit. And then they can see from there what they would like to do. I just think for anyone who's considering writing a story of their heart, it doesn't have to be even nonfiction. It could be a children's book, fiction, whatever. It's important to give ourselves permission. And I think the first thing that we do, that first step that we take is exactly that, saying, you know what, this has been in my mind for a long time. And I don't think it's going to turn out perfectly the first time I write because that would be ridiculously improbable, but I'm going to give myself permission to pursue my passion and to reach out to a hand that's willing to hold mine through this. And so I'm really glad that you provide that service. It's really fantastic. (laughs) I remember the first time that I spent any money on writing was I'm a single mom. Also, my kids were, I'm going to say both technically adults, but not really adults. You know, they still needed a lot. And I was a sole supporter for all, almost their entire lifetimes. And I spent $1,000 on a three-day event in Seattle. So that meant that I had to pay a <laughs> ticket and then $1,000 extra. I felt so incredibly guilty, like so horrible about myself. How could I take the money out of the family budget just for my writing? That was so ridiculous. That changed my life. That conference was wonderful, yes, but it was the fact that I said, Mm. oh, wait a minute, I am a priority and I can do this thing and it's actually good for the family if I prioritize this to some extent. Obviously, I pay my bills first, but this is a game changer giving myself permission to get that continuing education and pursue something that's important to me. Mm. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah, and this resonates a lot with me as well, what you are saying. it's As a mom, it's so difficult to put kids come first and then right. moms come at the end. So that was also a big learning for me too. I, I need to take care of myself. So that's why I start my day with meditation and journaling. So I come first. And then right. I can t- then I can t- take care of my my children. So yeah, and do it well and with with gratitude. I I think when I look back and I, I love my kids so much and they turned out wonderfully. However, when I look at some of my regrets, really one of them is that I didn't take good enough care of myself, so that then I became very resentful of them. <laughs> You know, sometimes when you have 24 hours in a day and everything goes toward the other people, you get a little tired of of eating life's leftovers. And um, I think if I would have made more of a practice of of self-care like that, then I could have brought my better self into their lives. 
thankfully they're very forgiving humans. So there we are. But uh, I think it's just terrific what you're doing. Thanks so much for being with me today. Is there anything else you want your our listeners to know today? Well, just believe in yourself. And if you love to write, believe in your writing because you are amazing and you have already all your books or your writing projects in yourself. Just put it out and overcome your fear. I love that. I mean, it does not have to come out perfectly the first time. No one's writing does. So giving yourself permission to not only write, but to write as well as you can right now, because that's only going to get better, right? So just, just starting, like you said, that's so important and can be very therapeutic and, and fun. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. And I will have the links in show notes for where people can connect with you. And thanks for being such a great light. Thank you so much, Lisbeth, for having me. It has been such an honor to be here. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.